Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. Ladies, we are so happy you are here. This is Nadine McGowan, and today I am joined by Lauren Alcorn. Um, And Lauren is a precious woman that I just met at one of our events recently, and we just started chatting, and she had such wisdom, such insight that I said, please, I want you part of this podcast. And the topic for today is healing environments, healing environments. I just love everything about that. So Lauren, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yes, we're happy to have you on. Um, Just a little bit about Lauren, ladies, so you kind of have a little bit of background here. She is a psychiatric nurse practitioner. And she focuses on holistic care and she actually has her own practice. So um, I'm just excited to get some really good insights from somebody who does this for a living. I love the concept of being a psychiatric nurse practitioner who's focused on holistic care. Um, And I just think that's such a beautiful combination and such a necessary combination. And so, uh, you know, just share with us, Lauren you know, the topic, the healing environments, where did this come from? What is this about? Like, tell me a little bit about this. Yeah. Great question. I, uh, I worked in the hospital system for many years and primarily in the emergency room. And, you know, after so many years of working in emergency rooms, seeing sickness kind of just continually coming in and, um, people just not feeling well and having this list of symptoms that they're experiencing. I'm feeling so frustrated. I, I kind of, in my own frustration, I'm like, why, why are our bodies failing us so much? And, you know, what are we doing that's causing our bodies to fail? And I really did a lot of self-discovery, a lot of my own independent reading and research to kind of get to the cause. Like, what is, why are we all so sick? And, you know, in that I really discovered that it's not our bodies that are failing us. It's, we are failing our bodies. And, um, wow. I need to pause and have you just repeat that statement. Cause those okay. powers- statements I need to hear again. So say that again. Our bodies are not failing us. We are failing our bodies. That is so profound and so good. All right, keep it coming. Tell me more. So um, again, it was a lot of, again, that concept kind of hit me and there was a quote that really resonated with me. And it was, if a flower doesn't bloom, we fix the environment, not the flower. And one of the reasons that resonated with me so much is because, you know, we know, Hey, if we've got a garden, we, if, if things aren't growing the way that we want, we say, okay, well, what are we doing wrong? Is it not getting enough water, too much water, sunlight, you know, nutrients and fertilizers in the soil. We start to problem solve at problem solve as to why we're not getting these, this garden or flower to grow like we want it to grow. And, um, we don't do that with ourselves. You know, we, it's not the flower that's broken. It's not us that's broken. It's, are we giving our bodies what it needs to grow and thrive? And so often we are not. I mean, this is just 
such a shift in perspective for me. And I love what you said about the flower. If a flower doesn't bloom, we don't fix the flower. No, the flower's not broken. We fix the environment. Does it need more water? Does it need more sunlight? Does it need, what does it need in its environment? Mm -hmm. This is incredible. So tell me more, like, what does that mean for us practically? And, you know, how, how does that apply to us in our day-to-day life? Yeah. So, you know, going off of that and doing some more digging, I found that, you know, general consensus with um, the scientific body is about 80% of all chronic diseases, that's diabetes, cancer, heart disease, they're actually attributing to lifestyle choice and environment. Um, That means what we're doing on a day-to-day basis, the environment that we're living in, that's actually more indicative if we're going to develop some of these chronic diseases more so than our actual genetics. Wow. 80%. 80%. And, you know, depending on where you're getting, um, I pulled that number from Kaiser Permanente, Kaiser Permanente today, um, just because I've seen as high as 90% and as low as about 70, but about 80 is the average um, consensus is about how many chronic diseases are caused by our environment. That's, that is a big chunk. That is the majority. It is, yeah. And the beautiful part about that is that gives us power because that means we have the power to change because we have control over our lifestyle and our environment. And to, yeah, to a certain extent we do. Absolutely. And that's why, um, you know, sometimes that can be an overwhelming thing to think about, like, um, I'm getting hot over here. It can be kind of overwhelming to think that we do have that much power because we have, it's again, it's a totally sh- different shift in perspective and um, it puts a lot of pressure on us. And that is not at all what that, you know, even presenting this information, that's not at all what it's meant to be. It's meant to be hopeful that we yeah. do have control. And um, I always start with the basics because um it, you know, if we consider all the different changes in our environment, even in the last 100 years, I, I think I read somewhere in the last 100 years, there's been 80,000 different chemicals introduced into our environment that weren't previously there. And none of them have been tested for how they impact our health. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's not like everyone's doing bad things purposely to hurt themselves. It's right. some stuff we just don't have control over. But where we do have control, we, we ought to make some changes. And that's why I always say we've got to start with the basics. I love that you pointed that out. And so, you know, what I, what I heard you say is yes, we do have power, but at the same time, there are things that we don't have because we can't control what's in every part of our food and, you know, all the chemicals that are, that are out there right now. So we do have power to an extent. And so why don't we focus in on the things we can control Right. Yes. The things that we cannot, and we have more power than we realize since 80% is attributed to lifestyle choices and environment. So I'm hearing you, I'm receiving this, I'm loving this. So what do we do with this? So I, um, one of my, one of the points that I like to make is our bodies are super intelligent. Um, we have innate healing. And what I mean by that is um, on the outside, if, you know, if we were to get a cut on our finger, we know that that cut's going to heal. We have full faith that our body's going to need, do what it needs to do to take care of that cut. And we are confident in that. But when it comes to how our internal functionings are happening, we just, we lose our faith a little bit because it's not something we can see. Um, so 
and I think the part of the problem is too, is that innate healing, it works to an extent, but if we're not giving our body the tools it needs, it's going to struggle. And so it's really making sure, are we giving our body everything it needs to do the healing that it already knows how to do? That's good. Um, I, I love that concept of innate healing. And it led me to the verse that we were talking about that you had referenced to me, which is Jeremiah 30, 17. And I love it's It's the first part of it. 13, 30, 17, a, so just Jeremiah uh, chapter 30, verse 17, a, and it says, I will give you back your health and heal your wounds says the Lord. And so for those of you ladies who are out there listening right now, and you are struggling with something with your health, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's mental, I just want to remind you that God's word and God's promise says, I will give you back your health and heal your wounds. And you can stand firm on that promise. And I love, I just wanted to kind of bring that in here because it fits so well. And I love this innate healing of our bodies are made to heal. That's how God designed our bodies. Yes, beautifully complex just so intelligent that our bodies, when given the right environment, the environment that, you know, God intended us to thrive in, it can do all the things that we want it to do. And we can feel well in our body. Um, And, you know, obviously in our 2021 lifestyle, there's again, stuff that we can't control, but the things that we can and taking out the, taking out as much of the obstacles that our systems are fighting with, um, really is, is what, where we start. Okay. Let's talk about that. So step one, I I think step one is just the awareness. Yes, absolutely. You know, like our bodies are designed to heal and our environment makes a difference. And there's, we do have more choices and more power than we realize. So let's own that. And then I think step two is let's take out the obstacles. It sounds like, yeah, I want to hear from your perspective and your experience and your knowledge, like what are those obstacles that we need to take away? Yeah. So I think the, like, again, going back to the very basics of what do our bodies need to function? And we know we need water. And my goodness, if we threw a bunch of coffee on our garden and then got mad when our flowers didn't bloom, I mean, just think about that. How many of us are surviving on caffeinated beverages throughout the day and, you know, the sodas that keep us going and how are you actually getting water? Cause that's wow. bare basics. We need about half our body weight in water. Of yeah. course, there's some differences if first people experience in certain health conditions, but in general, most of us need about half our body weight in water every day. That's good. I'm just like imagining pouring diet Mountain Dew on a flower yeah. being frustrated that it's not growing. Right. It's like, well, what's wrong with it? Why is it wilting? You know, like my potted plant, like, no, it needs water. Like it is yes. for water. Right. We wouldn't give our cat or our dog those kinds of beverages. Cause we would know innately that it would make them ill yet. We survive on that daily. And then we get frustrated when we feel overwhelmed and stressed and we can't manage things. Cause just as a side note, caffeine, great. I love coffee. But it's also, (laughs) I know, but it also feeds those um, triggers It feeds, it can feed anxiety. So if you're someone that's struggling with anxiety or just an intolerance to stress, caffeine, unfortunately, can, can contribute to that. And so I know it's kind of a double-edged sword as well. I'm, you know, 
tired and I need that. I like the boost, but then it's, you know, just trying to balance that out. So just something to keep in mind. I mean, I, I need to pause there and just say that is such an important point that I don't want people to just struggle over. Like if you struggle with anxiety, man, I wonder if, if that's a, a new change, a, a new shift, maybe you just cut down on the caffeine or maybe you only have it in the morning or maybe, you know, it's interesting. Like when I pay attention to how things affect my body, I can like go, oh, well, this doesn't serve me. And it's funny that you were talking about the feeding your pet. Um, like, would you, would you feed your pet um, soda? And that was one of the things that I realized when I stopped wanting to have anything to do with liquor. Like, I was like, I would never give this to my dog. Like this would, this is poison, (laughs) you know? And I get, I'm not judging people who enjoy having a, you know, a Right. But is that our coping mechanism? Is that how we're solving things? You know, is that, that's where the problem becomes. Right. Right. And, and it's like, we do these things to hurt ourselves and then we get, and then we wonder why we're in the situation that we're in when we're putting ourselves in those situations. So exactly. yeah, that is just really insightful. So we need water, half of our body weight in water daily. Um, caffeine is okay in moderation, but it does feed anxiety and stress. Correct. So watching that. And I've, I've got to tell you, I've had a couple of patients where that was literally all we did. They came in thinking they had ADHD or hyperactivity, feeling anxious. And all we did was take out the caffeine and it was like a flip just switched and they're like, Oh, well, I guess maybe I don't have those things. <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah. So, so it's not always that powerful for everyone. And like I said, people react yeah. differently to it, but um, certainly if those are emotions that you're experiencing, it's worth a shot to cut, at least start cutting down to see how you feel. Yeah. At least play with it, test yeah. some stuff out and see what works and what doesn't. That's good. Okay. What else? So are we sleeping the amount that we need to sleep? Are we getting good, restful sleep? Sleep is so important. And it's the, that's when our body has the opportunity to say, okay, well, I don't have to fight everything that's going on in my day-to-day work and dealing with kids and, you know, all that. This is my moment to really focus on how things are functioning inside our body. And so that's our healing time. And so many of us are not prioritizing our sleep. That's good. And what, what is, uh, remind me just like an average healthy amount of sleep for an average adult is six to eight hours. Is that accurate? Seven to eight. Okay. Yes. Seven is probably, I think the minimum. Okay. Okay. And that's good. So shooting for that. And again, that's trying your best to get that really good restful sleep. Yeah. That is really, really important. And you know, for me, it takes me a while to wind down. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my friends make fun of me and they call me grandma. Cause I try to be in bed by nine 30. Now I don't actually fall asleep until probably 10 30, but like I, if I'm not in bed by nine 30, I won't be asleep by 10 30. Like I just, it takes me a while. Like my mind is racing. I'm like thinking about yeah. all this, thing, you know? So I think that's really, really important. Almost like giving ourselves like a bedtime. Yeah. And um, it's good to know that about yourself and say, here's this, you know, after going through your whole day and just you know, filtering through all the stresses and knowing that, Hey, I know to relax, I need to set some time and prioritize that time so I can get my body to a place that it's ready to relax and sleep. Yes. Yes. And you know, it's funny. I never realized the importance of sleep until I had a child and (laughs) man, are they irritable when they are not well rested? Like it is like a monster. And I'm like, what is, what has happened to you? Like, how are you just like not able to keep your life together? And it's like, oh, well, they didn't get enough sleep last night. Like they need a nap, you know? And, and so I'm like, well, if, 
it affects him that way. I wonder how it affects me. And then I started seeing a difference. You know, it's interesting. I, I get these dry spots and it's like a allergy to dairy or whatever, but when I'm well rested, they like wind down. Like, oh yeah. It's unbelievable. The, your immune system is so much happier and so much more resilient and ready to work for you when yeah. it's well rested. Yes. When we were rest, well rested, so we have a stronger immune system, but we also are stronger emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, like it helps us in every way. I love that. It's such a simple thing we can do. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> simple, right? Like it's not easy. Cause sometimes like all the only time you can get stuff done is after kids are in bed or it's like nighttime. But I think that it's so important um, that we protect that. I'm sure you have so much more, so I'm sorry. I keep oh, no, that's okay. I think expanding. what you said there, I think is important too, is everything that I'm saying is really like they're simple concepts, but the problem is we've drawn so far away from them that it's really hard to get back to that place of simplicity. Yes. That's good. That's really, really good. Okay. What else? Um, are we eating any fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. any whole foods? You know, I think again, that the convenience foods that have really only been around for 20 to 30 years are like become the mainstay in our diets. And unfortunately there are some okay convenience foods and I get why we go to them so quickly. Um, but just evaluating your diet and saying, my gosh, have I had any whole foods, any fruits and vegetables? And, um, because that was what, you know, God gave us on this earth to function. Yes. Yes. It's again, just honoring like how things are designed to work. Right. Um, it's interesting because whole foods is really hard to get inside my child's body, especially like right now he's at camp. Usually we eat super healthy, but at camp he's getting all kinds of junk food. And so he doesn't want to eat the carrots when he comes home. He's like, I just had Cheetos and gummy bears. And, and I'm just like, <laughs> I need you to eat carrots. <clears throat> and it's sometimes such a battle. And so smoothies have been really a good oh, yeah. trick to like get tons of greens and tons of fruits and tons of veggies in our systems. Um, and so like, we really try to do smoothies when I, when, when, when it's hard to get. Yeah. I love that. And that's one of the first things I tell people, cause it's really hard to go from a convenient diet on our schedules to like saying, okay, I'm going to sit down and prepare, you know, six servings of vegetables. Like that's not realistic, but in order, you know, if you get some frozen vegetables, some fruit, you throw some really good things into a smoothie, you're right. That's a great way to just boost up, um, get yourself some of those servings and just start slow, right? Yeah. This is not a overnight fix. Um, it's a, let's try to do just a little bit better. If you are someone that's not having any vegetables, maybe make it a goal to have one vegetable day. So maybe it's just the carrot sticks, or maybe it's buying some frozen spinach and throwing that into a, the blender. You know, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing, just doing one step at a time and yes. building off those habits that yeah. will benefit your body. Yes. Yeah. So don't feel overwhelmed if you're like, you look back and you're like, crap, I haven't had a vegetable since Thanksgiving or, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, just know that just pick one goal, pick one vegetable and just start slowly. I love this. And I think this is such an important point because I think a lot of times we're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I don't even know where to start. And it's like, no, what is one simple thing that you can do? I just think this is really rich info that I think is important for us to be the best women, the best, healthiest version of ourselves, you know, to be the women we are called and created to be. Um, 
and I think eating whole foods and, and starting small and, and doing the next right thing is part of that. What else is kind of like, just to, to wrap up this portion of it, Lauren, what else would you say is, man, this is important that I want to make sure I hit that's in alignment with what we're covering. I think the most important part of this is, you know, forgiving yourself for the, you know, those days that you can't always accomplish all these basics. Um, because again, the lives that we lead, they're hectic. We've, we put a lot on our plates and instead of trying to add more stuff to our plate to make it better, let's just, you know, offer ourselves some forgiveness and know that, Hey, I didn't get to it today, but I'm going to, you know, make one good thing, a priority for myself tomorrow. I'm going to feed myself one good thing, or I'm going to prioritize my sleep to, you know, pick one thing and just start there. I, I love this. Forgive yourself, ladies. We are so hard on ourselves. As I talk to women on a regular basis, that is actually one of the most common things that we're battling is just how much we beat ourselves up and how much we self-sabotage because we're so mad at ourselves because we're not doing or being what we think we should be. And I love this of like, you know what? If you had Oreos for breakfast, that's okay. Like you're allowed to be human. That doesn't mean you, you throw in the towel and say, all right, I had Oreos for breakfast. Forget this. I'm just going to eat all the rest of the things, uh, the rest of the day. And I'll just start next week or like, you can say, no, okay. I had Oreos for breakfast. I can forgive myself. And then what is one healthy choice I can make now? And you can still have a great day. Absolutely. It's such a good concept. So thank you for that. Yes. Cause remember our bodies are resilient and they are made to heal. So even if they have an obstacle that they're fighting right now, it, it, it knows how to work. I mean, if it knows how to heal from the things that we give it, we're just working slowly on giving it a few less obstacles. Yes. Yes. It's like, Hey, I have a choice of, am I going to make it harder for my body to heal or am I going to make it easier for my body to heal? And we get to decide that with some of these simple things, the water, the sleep, the uh, amounts of caffeine and maybe limiting or eliminating. I would not eliminate, but I could limit um, eating whole foods, the being gentle with ourselves. I mean, this is some really, Really, really good stuff. And so my invitation to you ladies, my challenges, my invite is what is one simple thing that you can do? What is one obstacle that you can take out? What is one thing you can do less of or just eliminate altogether? What is one that you can either minimize or eliminate? And what is one thing that you can add? One simple habit simple thing. Maybe it's having a bedtime. Maybe it's making smoothies. Maybe it's adding water. Um, I know for me, it's, I try to chug two um, glasses of water before I start anything like that is my, before I put, do anything else. So what is something simple like that, that you can implement that will help you heal, have a healing environment for your body, mind, and spirit. Um, Lauren, anything you'd want to add to this as we just kind of wrap this up? Goodness. Um, you know, you have a lot, but we have episode two, so have no fear. That's, that's all right. Yeah. We'll just start there. Cause again, it's, um, it's amazing. I think the one other thing I was going to say is I, it, it seems simple. And if you're doing all these things already, that's fantastic. But, um, the American heart association found there's five basic factors for that healing environment, nutrition, moving your bodies, you know, um, and from those five factors, they found that only 5% of the country is doing them. Wow. So I know there's people out there that, you know, need to hear this. And some people are like, oh, I do those things all the time. And wow. that's, I, you know, again, it's supporting one another, knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. But what are the five things again? Just ramble them off. Uh, a healthy diet. Okay. Physical activity, 
maintaining a healthy weight, not smoking, and drinking less than a glass of alcohol a day. Wow. So those are the five measures that the American Heart Association were trying to determine who's following these because these are heart healthy practices. And they found that less than 5% of the country was doing those five consistently. Wow. 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 So maybe you'd pick one of those and, or maybe you try to implement some of those. This is such, uh, it's like, it, it's almost like blowing my mind. Like, whoa, less than 5% of people are doing these five things. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies, we know that life is a journey and we know there are different seasons. And so our invitation to you is be gentle with yourself, be gentle with yourself and small changes, small steps make a huge difference. So we just invite you to join us on the journey of creating healthy environments, making healthy choices and taking care of yourself so you can be the best version. Uh, We love you and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching, growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose and your purpose matters. Talk to you soon. We love you.